You are tuning into Engaging Walk. This week, we will discuss the third episode of our dating series, The Art of Charm. Become more confident and attractive in the conversation. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We are passionate about building strong family connections. We've seen how impactful a simple walk together can be. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date. All right, so let's keep the conversation going as we go into the today content. The Art of Charm becomes more confident and attractive in the conversation is a popular concept in the realm of social dynamics and communication skill. So today we're going to focus on improving one's ability to engage in meaningful conversations and create positive connections with others. Now let's dive into the first question. What role does charm play in the dating process? Okay, so before we get into that, we want to make a distinction um, between like superficial charm and art and which would be like artificial like that you know you see a lot of these guys on like youtube instagram who are like you know use these three hacks to you know make any woman fall in love with you kind of stuff we're not talking about like that type of like superficial charm we're talking about engaging in a conversation and overall the main difference would be being authentic in the conversation and being charming in the conversation and allowing it to breathe and have meaningful dialogue that drives at deeper understanding, covering different topics. So first off, before we get into that, we want to make a, uh, that clear distinction that we're not talking about artificial, superficial charm. We're talking about being authentic and being yourself in the conversation. It's true because it's the charm we're talking about is greater than a physical attraction. And it's just like how you carry yourself around the people. And even though like I have to admit that I, I went through some of, you know, um, social uh, influencer about how to get, you know, uh, attractive in terms of questions that you have. I think I forgot his name, but he's very legit. He said, like, how can I? let the men ask deeper questions um i forgot his name but he's 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 pretty good but at the same time deep down in my heart when i look at when i listen to um all the tips and all the insights from a man perspective to you know and um to help the woman there uh, out there to become herself i i do feel like it's, it's very helpful but at the same time i don't feel it's myself you know mm-hmm. so what are we trying to, to share today is just like uh, different ways that we think um, from personal perspective and also through research that we feel like this help us to be who we are in the conversation. Yeah. So the next point that we have on that is this is this is an overall just general skill that can really carry the conversation when you're let's say you're dating and you're talking to you know, you're talking to people, you're trying to figure out like, hey, is this person the right person for me? You know, can we have a lively, good discussion that, you know, because let's say you're married, you know, fast forward, you marry, mm-hmm. you're yeah. five years down the road and you have those, uh, those routines set in and can you still have deep conversations and converse about your life and about like what your next steps are? plans to buy a new house, all those things and have meaningful discussions about them 
that is what you're trying to suss out during this period. Can we do we have an effective style of communication? And do I have the skills to draw that out during this time? So that is, I think, a more helpful way of looking at it. So um, that goes into this topic, which is, is the person is the person yourself or the other person that you're having a conversation with knowledgeable and able to hold the conversations about multiple topics? So you don't want to be a one trick pony. You don't want to be able to just discuss politics all day. Um, you, you're also going to, I think, in this day and age, need to know a, a bit about finance, a bit about real estate. For sure, yeah. A little bit about you know global news, things that are happening in the world. Uh, because let's say you meet somebody and you're like, oh, our conversations really mash up. You know, mm-hmm. What would really help is if you knew something about even just a little bit about what that person does for work. And you never know like what that person's going to do for work. So let's say yeah. you talk to someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a biologist. You're like, oh, man, I don't know anything about biology. Mm-hmm. You know, just n- even knowing a little bit can help dra- uh, drive to new understanding about like what they do for work and get the conversation going. Yeah. So and then the person by talking to the person or, you know, when you have a conversation, you can tell that the person invested in their life or not by expanding their their knowledge. Just like back to like what whatever that uh, Drake just mentioned, like by ta- talking to them, they may have um, a basic knowledge about something. But at least you can see there they trying to educate themselves. They're trying to get to know you Um it's very common when you sit in, into the midst of peop- a group of people and then, um, you know, you're like, okay, I am in from education field, but then I found someone very attractive and he's a biologist and I have no idea. Or maybe <laughs> biology is, is the worst <laughs> subject to yeah. me. <laughs> so, um, I mean, be authentic in, in, in that conversation. Like, hey, I love that. Um, but I'm not very a uh, good friend with biology. Well, tell me, you know, tell me more about biology. Why you be one? You become biologist. Mm-hmm. You know, by authentic, know like, okay, I'm not that deep in that topic, but hey, I'm interested in getting to know um, you and get to know that topic by your from your point of view. And I think that will will create a connection instead of trying to fake it. Like, yeah, biology is cool. You start sharing things that you not uh-huh. very know. It's two biologists, <laughs> which is, they can tell like, okay, this is not authentic, you know? And another thing that you can ask is, um, you know, you can drive at, instead of like your knowledge about the topic, if you're you're more interested in the person as opposed to the topic, then you can drive at like how that person relates to their their field. Even if you don't know anything about it, you can ask questions like, what drew you to biology? What do you love about your job? Um, and then was that something that you were interested in when you were a child or is that like a new thing? Like, did you always want to be a biologist? Those mm-hmm. questions will drive at a lot of things. They will drive at the person's passion at the person's like true interests, their pursuit, like, oh, well, I just do this job because it, it pays really well. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I just learned a lot about you, mm-hmm. you know, for or better my, or for worse. 
oh, my parent just told me to be a biologist or a doctor or a lawyer. So you can say how the person look at their life. Are they driven or not? Do they have purpose for life? You know, and for me, as I mentioned before, I'm not sure you guys remember that for me, no matter what um, they do or who they are, the moment the person's so attractive um, is when the person driven with that passion and um they believe in whatever that they do in life impact uh other people so it's never ended at them to them with them they ended with the the people around them community that's for me and then they find so much joy doing that that is so attractive to me yeah so i think this area of the conversation isn't just an an, an analysis of like check marks like oh this person has a job this person makes a good income. This person has a car, etc. Yeah. It's more about like what makes them get up in the morning, what drove them to the point that they're at in their life now. And no one I think I've ever talked to is adverse to talking about their childhood. You know, people love connecting, you know, like what they did when they were children to now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I've always loved being playing music. Like, I started playing music when I was a child. If you get people talking about their past, then you not just know that is a sure, a guaranteed way of talking, of of establishing really good rapport, which we're going to connect later on of about building rapport. But that is a surefire way of doing it, um, especially during this stage in the conversation, because odds are not a lot of people are doing that. You know, they're just doing those checkmark questions. Okay, boom. Yep, I asked that question. I asked that question. This is more, way more authentic, way more organic. And it, like, if you find yourself like, oh, I don't really like have a purpose or something that driven or not that much of a passion compared to others, and that's fine. Like, you know, it's the, the good thing is that we recognize it. And then I think, um, what does the next step look like? What do you What do you want to do from there? Like, once I recognize that, how do you want to still be, be authentic for who you are and what you do? But how can I improve it that from from there? How can I become more attractive? Not because I demand I I will need it from that, but like this is who I am. You know, I encourage you to find out. Um, the purpose driven your life, the passion that, because without purpose, <laughs> life is meaningless, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I didn't know that I want to become a teacher until, um, I think sophomore, I was um, halfway into the business administration and I can totally see, saw myself not, uh, you know, uh, at that point that I was not good with, um, business, because um, I don't see myself as a businesswoman at that time. I, I do see myself now, but at that time I was like, no, something else is missing, and that that was uh, to become an educator. And long story short, you know, once I chose that path, uh, and God, you know, confirmed those things to me, I feel like yes. And you know, there's a I think there's a quote. Um, is this a blessing that you do what you love as a job? And so, yes, I, I've, I've, every time um, as a teacher walk into the class, um, I feel such a blessing that I get to do things that I love. And I wish that you all, you know, find the same thing like that in 2024, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next one. 
Yeah, it was well said. I think, um, you know, just to kind of put a, a pin on it, like this style of conversation isn't just for dating. Like this is something that you can use with your friends. This is something that you can use with your family members. You know, you might already know these things about them, but this is just an all around much better style of communication uh, when you're when you're in like a social setting. Uh, you know, you obviously can't have all these super deep conversations all the time. But when it's time appropriate and you're discussing things, hashing things out, you know, I think some families have a more tradition of this than others. But, you know, when you're in that setting, that's a great time to utilize these skills and get used to that style. So that when you do meet somebody that you're trying to, you know, trying to get to know, potentially trying to date, that it'll just be a lot more natural. Mm -hmm. Which uh, leads us to the next idea, which is you want to be a gentleman or a gentlewoman (laughs) in the conversation. So... A lot of people will say, a lot of people say this, but this is really difficult to do in the moment, which is actively listen. And a lot of this can just be turning off what you're trying to say and waiting for what you're trying to say. Because if you're just silent and just waiting for what you want to say, then that is, a, that is a guaranteed way that you're not actively listening to what the person is saying. So shut that part off of your brain. Don't have something scripted just ready to go out yet, just yet, you know. But have that in mind, maybe like in the back of your mind, but actively listen and think about what the person is saying to you so that you can have a real organic conversation as opposed to, you know, talking point A coming out, talking point B coming back. You know, C, D, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd like to think of this as uh, classical versus jazz, where in classical music, you know, the the music is written out. Everybody has their part. They're all joining in on the conversation in the exact way that they were all meant to do it. And it's of course it's beautiful when it's arranged beautifully, but life isn't so neatly arranged. Life uh, conversations reflect more like jazz where, yeah, there's a certain topic, like they might be in a certain key. They might have like a certain structure that they're going to have in the conversation, but it's a lot more dynamic. It's a lot more listening to like what the other people are saying, reacting to it and moving in different directions that would not have gone if it was just a, a classically, a classically arranged piece. Yeah. And, um, I want to add more on that because sometimes, like, for me, I also observe myself uh, during the conversation that sometimes we tend to be so timid. We just say yes and no instead of bouncing back and forth the ideas. And that can be a conversation, you know, cut off Mm because, you know, it's just like a yes, no questions and or... um, you just feel shy or not comfortable in the conversation and you just answer very short and sharp. And instead of let it flow back to the person, you just stop with you. And then people was like, you just pretty much drop the ball yeah. <laughs> in the conversation. And it was like, okay, how do we going to move next um, to, this to-, to the next topic? And it's going to all work. But um, yeah, let the conversation flow. Ask, ba- ask about them, ask the person. Um, 
be comfortable, you know. And sometimes silence is okay in a conversation because you know we need a break. We need unless you guys know each other for so long and you have so many things to talk about, which is I think it happened to us when we dating, but through um, yeah, we just talk. I don't know for hours and <laughs> and or chat and, and type on chat because we were uh, you were on deployment. It was like hours of chatting and um, we just do different conversations, different questions. And um, yeah, so be authentic and don't be afraid. Don't shy away from who you are. And silence is okay in the conversation. Yeah, I think actually, from my experience, that there's a lot of the times when you're having a, a, a good conversation and then things go quiet. And then we want to, our natural instinct can a lot of times be, I want to fill this with noise i want to fill this with just a random question or something just to to make the awkward silence go away but sometimes if you just let it linger i found that people say very profound things on the other end of silence because maybe they're just thinking maybe they're just thinking of like do i want to talk about this you know do i want the conversation to go someplace deeper and talk about something that i don't talk about normally you know and Giving room for the silence in that area or in that in that moment can be uh, really beneficial because, you know, you don't steer the conversation away from where it was going to go, you know. And this is and again, this is not something that's just exclusive for dating. This is this is something that you can have with good friends, too. I notice a lot of times on deployment, like, you know, <laughs> being a, a good friend will be sitting in a room like and it's quiet for like. 10 minutes and they're like, you know what? I really miss about being home. And they'll just say something that like you just never thought of. And you're like, oh man, that, that's, that is something that I really miss too. And I never realized how much I missed it until you brought it up, you mm-hmm. know? And then, you know, your, your perspective changes and things like that. Just be, and it's all from just not filling the conversation with noise and, you know, Allowing the allowing people to think sometimes can be a really great thing, or even asking them, "Hey, what are you thinking about?" Mm-hmm. I think silence, like you said, like silence can be a way that you say, "Like, okay, I'm comfortable enough that I don't haven't I don't have to talk and to that person, and we're still communicating in silence, and you know, allow the person to think, allow the person to take some space, and just." ready for the next one you know so i think that's a good 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 thing okay so we think we covered some of these topics so we're going to move on to body language so what do you think about body language i mean it's uh it's a non-verbal conversation or communication that um a person can be look very attractive when they you know they care themselves very well in terms of the posture, eye contact, that they look eyes to eye, they sit up straight, their shoulders open, you know, sincere. And they, even sometimes people can lean toward uh, you because they're like, hey, I'm really interested in you. I don't want to talk about to you. Or they deliberate uh, cascadence in speaking. They they share more information. They, 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 they really engage into the conversation that you are, you're about to conduct. So I think that is showing like, hey, this person is very, is very um, authentic or 
very want to talk to me instead of you know looking to the phone um doing something else and or their eyes looking you can tell the eyes looking at a different person you know in the room that can tell a lot you know even mm-hmm. though they say oh he into me but reality check his eyes somewhere else you know so none um non-verbal convers- um, communication is very um important too yeah i think that's my wife did a really good job of summing that up. There's that all that whole area of body language shows like where your true interest is, and you know I think some of us can be more um, what's the word like skittish or distracted than others, <laughs> but you know that's just something that that's what that's why we're having this dialogue is you know so being mindful of those things so that like your body language. Is, rev- is saying what your heart is saying and being true to that and then also just being aware. So that, that can could, help you. It could be me sometimes. Sometimes i very alert with the surrounding. So especially if you take me to the... Um, if I'm sitting and heading to the, the door, everyone moving and you know go, going in and out, my eyes will like follow even though that I talk to you. So sometimes my friend remind you, Ruby, you just looking at the, the other person. I'm like... Why are you talking to me? I'm so, oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> can we switch place? Because <laughs> this is distracting me. Yeah. Yeah, all those things can be helpful so that you know, like, okay, well, I'm distracted or like this. Because I know for me, like, my eyes are very sensitive from, from movement. And um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's something I always keep in mind. Wear sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'll be authentic. <laughs> uh, okay, so next topic is going to be optimism in their being. So... This, this, I think, is just like overall attitude that you don't want to come off as like negative, um, pessimistic, you know, ending on a on a sour note, ending on something sad. I think if you're going to it's not in bad to introduce introduce sad topics or sad aspects of life into a conversation when you're getting to know somebody. But you might want to just like sandwich it, like maybe be like good thing, bad thing. And then good thing that way you're not always, you're not ending on like a pessimistic note. Or if you're talking about a, a a serious topic that warrants like some you know some tragedy or some despair to it, mm-hmm. you know you find a way to turn it around and make it optimistic, hopeful. So let's say for example you're having a conversation about like what's going on in Israel right now and. The conversation, you know, you find a lot of agreement. You find a lot of um, areas in which you agree on this topic, but end it with like optimism. But hopefully, you know, things will start moving in a way that, you know, the the war will end pretty soon. I think that maybe this needs to happen before the war ends, but that'll be a great day. Like when the, you know, just not just ending on on the tragedy, but mo- but some type of optimism will will help lighten the conversation. Mm-hmm. And also being like polite and good manners, like when you, I mean, it just tie into the you know what you were saying, optimism, um, that you can see the the person sincere and empathy that toward um a certain a certain topic, and they show their thoughts and their kindness, because that's that you know this is how you get to know the person, and it's it's I think it's nobody not does not look charm become charming 
without empathy and kindness. That's mm-hmm. all we need, you know. Yeah, and then of course, um, like we mentioned, it's the balance between the um, the dominance behavior and dependence behavior. Do you want to share more about that? Well, so in a in a conversation, especially if you're if you're you know courting or potentially courting a young you know a woman, and you know you you pick the place to eat, you're sitting down, you're having a nice conversation. And then things go quiet and then things go quiet for, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to let this, uh, this silence go for a while, you know, we'll see what it happens, see if it happens, anything happens and then nothing. Well, then like, okay, well, I'm going to need to, you know, step in with a new topic, uh, for discussion. So sometimes that is like the way that you're going to have to react to certain situations because maybe the other person is like, okay, well, the silence has gone on for so long. Like, now it's awkward. I don't know what to say. You know, especially, that's why it sometimes will help to have topics that, like, you, you're, that you want to talk about or questions that you have in mind for the other person to try to get to know them better. And then keep track of what you've already talked about before and be like, okay, well, you know, we already talked about what we do for work. We already talked about, um, our home life, like where we live, all those kinds of things where, where we grew up, but we haven't talked about pets, you know, how the other person feels about pets or animals or, um, you know, their favorite art, things Mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, don't, don't panic during those times and just think about what else do I need? Do I want to know about this person? What else, uh, instead of just like, what else do I want to talk about? So those are ways that you can take uh, not control, but you can take command over the conversation and see, you know, and then move the conversation in a way that isn't dominant because you're allowing that space to breathe. You're allowing that space for the other person to bring in some topics that they might want to bring up, you know. So if you're constantly the one that's like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Where'd you grow up? That can feel a lot like an interrogation and that can feel a lot like artificial, because I think that's where a lot of those, like, you know, those game guys, um, <laughs> you know, go make uh, get it wrong where they're like, just ask this question. Just ask that question. No, that that's an interrogation. And, you know, and I think no one wants to be interrogated during a date. They, you know, it could be feel like the inter- your interview. Yeah, like an interview. It's yeah. like it's not an interview. It's a conversation. What I else? mean, if you don't have a questions in your mind, you can use that, but then let it flow instead of okay, I ask that question now. I next next one, you know, and even have a note <laughs> on your phone. That's weird, but um, but yeah, let it flow. If you don't have any questions in mind, that can help. Yeah, or then you can even ask the person like, "Hey, is there anything that you want to talk about? Or like, what's been on your mind lately?" Or, mm-hmm. um. You know, things like that, that will, that will get to know the person more. Like, what do you like to do for fun? Mm-hmm. What, um, what do you love about, you know, again, what do you love about your work? Uh, who's your favorite family member? What did you, what, what subject did you love the most in, in school when mm-hmm. you were growing up? Like those questions might, uh, start driving at deeper understanding and people will reveal things about themselves during that time that you can ask further questions on and get even deeper understanding of who that person is. So, for example, they might reveal things like, oh, you know, like the winters where I'm from are so cold. 
like that. You know, we we used to build snowmen. Oh, like what? Where did you grow up? Where was you know? Were you are you mm-hmm. from like New York? Are you from Maine, um, Montana? Uh, oh yeah, I'm from Montana. You know, and then that just that also just shows how much you're paying attention in the conversation too. So again, the idea is not being dominant. The idea is being bless you. <laughs> the idea is being um, intentional and mindful about the conversation so that as you're discussing, you're allowing all that room to breathe, but you're also not afraid to step in and steer the, the conversation in a, in a direction that if it's getting if it's getting stagnant. Yep. So those are the things that we, um, you know, personal collected to um, talk about the art of charm in relationship. Yeah, so with that, we will, um, we're going to start wrapping up over here. Uh, this is, we're getting, uh, next episode, next week, we're going to be getting more into the do's and don'ts of dating. Mm-hmm. And um, Valentine's Day is in a couple of days, so we want to wish, wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day. And we have a video coming out. Look for that either for tonight or tomorrow. We'll be having that posted. It's about our engaging walk that we did in Coronado Dog Beach with our dog Boba. She had like an amazing time. Yeah, she lo- now becomes that's her new routine. That she used to be uh, a sleeping girl. Now she's ready to go <laughs> before the sun sunrise. So it's yeah. like, yes, let's go, Daddy. So <laughs> she um, she excited and look forward to go to the dog beach every morning. And right there, she was just running. Hang out, play with other dogs, and check out the water. She almost got carried away with the waves last, I think, two weeks ago. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, last week. Yeah, so if, maybe if you guys have seen on the news, we're, we're from San Diego, and there was a lot of rain, like a torrential. I don't know if torrential is the right word. I think torrential is like intermittent, but there was just downpour after downpour, uh-huh. flooding, so much rainfall. I mean, and then Unbelievable. I, and then we'll have, uh, we also have uh, King Tights, which is really strong and big waves coming in. So this girl uh, with short legs, of uh, <laughs> yeah. she have no idea. She, all, she do, all she wants to like have fun. So she saw a lab jumping over a big, um, I was, is it a sand dune? Yeah, so this, the, the beach patrol uh, created... Sand barriers. They oh, pushed the sand the sand back in order to block the tide from you know overtaking the entire beach. That that's that's how crazy it was. So you know, there's a big you know barrier of sand, and she jumped over it because she saw a lab. And now this lab was able to do it because the lab doesn't He's have short lab. corgi <laughs> legs, and he was able to jump over, get his ball, go into the ocean. I mean, it's actually kind of irresponsible. In my opinion, for the owner to be doing that because the the current and the tide was just really, really strong. I mean, the lab didn't have anything happen, but you never know with like a rip current. You never know with like what might happen, especially when you have to jump over the barrier uh-huh. and get to the dog um, so, and then get out, which was what happened to me because she jumped in and I was like, oh, my goodness, this girl just jumped in. Now I got to go out and get her. So I had to jump in. My shoes got soaked. I got soaked. I had to like grab her and like throw her up <laughs> so that she could get above the sand dune. 
But um, you can kind of see remnants of that in the video that we're going to be publishing. But she's actually super agile, and um, she was able to climb up and down the sand dune without any issue. So if I had left her alone, I think she might have actually been able to do it. But, you know. I think she freaked. Oh, I was not there. I just, you know, heard it from, from Drake. Um, but I think she was she she was shocked, right? Yeah, because the, the wave. wave was coming in fast. <laughs> she was like, "Oh no, hello, hello." <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we will post that video um, for those of you in the area that haven't been to the Coronado Dog Beach. It's a really great place to take your dog. And for those of you around the country, we I know we got some new listeners popping up all over the world. So thank you guys for tuning in. We got. Listeners from Asia coming in uh, now, France, you know, Japan, um, all over the United States, Canada. So we're really excited to have the podcast continue to grow. And uh, I guess last, we'll um, we'll just end with this idea that you know, pretty soon, you know, my wife will be giving birth. We're not, you know, it'll probably be in about four weeks. But we're going to compile as much, and you know. Uh, episodes and then if she's not feeling up for it you know which would be totally understandable then i'm gonna start taking over and doing some solo episodes mm-hmm. with her um input um but maybe from the bedside she can we can get the microphone over and have her coming in <laughs> and not, but we'll see we'll see how that will work but we just want to let you guys know that that will be coming up we're really excited about that and we're looking forward to doing some podcasts about uh being new parents all right well, thank you so much, you guys, for before, um, you know, we jump into the assignments. We just, again, thank you so much for taking your time of a day and listen to us. And it's just so much uh, rewarding to to see that you guys, um, you know, revisit us and then also share to the people that you think that is helpful and um, reach out to us, send us emails, send us feedback or even topic that you are interested in. We Absolutely. Will, we will love to do that. Okay, yeah, so with that, we'll get into the assignment, which is what we want you guys to think about what is your communication style in a conversation and think about how you can authentically incorporate some of the the techniques and ideas discussed today to improve your conversation skills. Now, I think maybe a lot of you already have great conversation skills, but there's always a little fine tuning that we can do, especially when we get older. To sure. uh, make sure that when we're talking with people, that we're making the most out of it. And um, oh yeah, so with that, we want to um, also let you guys know to tune in to uh, our next week's episode. We will have one posted um, next week. Yeah, so next week. And uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out on. You can listen to our podcast. On YouTube, we have we have videos posted on there. We have Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we also have uh, the podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. All right, thank you, thank you for tuning in and making our podcast a part of your day. We hope that you can take our engaging walk and make it your own. So again, stay tuned for next uh, week's episode as we will discuss the fourth episode, the fourth topic of our dating series for February. And we will discuss whether or not jealousy is healthy in a relationship. Ooh. So uh, that, and then that will also go along with some of the do's and don'ts in a relationship. And uh, so don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date. 
My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby from Engaging Walk, and we are signing out. Bye.